Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first scripture reading is from Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and a thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you, To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land, young camels of Midian and Ephah. And all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense, and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. And today's gospel reading is from Matthew, chapter 3, verse 7 through 12. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers! who warned you to flee from the coming wrath. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The ax is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. you to have your bulletins handy with you. It does have little spots that you can jot a few notes down so that when the Spirit speaks to you this morning, uh, maybe calling you a 
greasy banana with a greasy black peel. <laughs> that you may take some notes and, uh, and jot when the Spirit speaks to you this morning. It also has questions and scriptures for you to reflect on throughout this week. Uh, I did ask that you would pray with me. Gracious and almighty God, we come striving to hear your word. And so God, I ask that you would speak. Speak as we are listening. And may the words that I speak no longer be my own, but they would be your words, your words for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome to our second week of Advent, the series about growing our hearts in anticipation for this special birth, a special birth on Christmas. It truly is the most wonderful time of the year as we wait with anticipation for what this message is going to bring into our lives, our families, and the world around us. Last week, we began talking about this as I reintroduced you to this common character during this holiday season, the Grinch. And so I wonder if you thought a little more about the story and how it might lead us in more discussions about the birth of our Savior and the celebrations that we have during the season. What are you expecting? Did you name these hopes and dreams that you have for this year? For every year around this season? Maybe there are, there are traditions that are long kept in your family or maybe in your memories of the church. But I'm sure you have a certain number of expectations this year. I mentioned that last year it was as though the Grinch really did steal away our Christmas because everything seemed different through the pandemic. We couldn't all have the, the traditions that we longed for. I guess you could say that last year was full of unmet expectations. And if you remember, I challenged your responses with those unmet expectations. How we react to them will tell the world about us and about our relationship with Jesus Christ. How will you respond this year? Even if this Christmas doesn't measure up to your hopes and dreams again, it is worth thinking about. Now, I do want to remind you this morning that there are small groups gathering throughout the week to discuss these topics even further. And I hope that you have attended or are planning on attending those in those discussions. And if you haven't yet, don't worry about missing anything. Just show up. And I'm sure that you will be glad you did. And if you don't remember when they meet, here's a really quick list for you. Robin Luzine uh, leads a group on Sunday mornings right after worship down in the lower level. Hopefully it will be warmer this week down there. Uh, Linda and Amy lead Explorer Kids uh, down in the lower level as well. Mary Van Slyke leads a class Monday nights at 7. That's in the conference room. And Connie Schweitzer, oh, Connie was there. There she is. Uh, Connie Schweitzer leads a group Tuesday mornings at 10.30 in M5, which is just beyond the kitchen. And then, of course, there's Pathways Worship on Wednesday night. Sorry we didn't have it last week, but planning on it this week here in the sanctuary. 
So do you ever think about some of those traditions that you have in your family that, that really have nothing to do with Christmas, but yet you can't think about it apart from this season? Do you have those traditions? I mean, for my family, I believe it started Christmas morning, but then it expanded to Easter and to Thanksgiving. It's breakfast. Now, we have breakfast all the other times too, but it's one that may not be very conventional. It's a little unconventional. Now, don't knock it till you try it, but on those special mornings, we have something called putting on toast. And I don't know if any of you have ever had that or thought about it, uh, thinking that maybe this is just something with my family or, or maybe there's another family out there that does the same thing. First of all, it's got to be chocolate pudding. And it can't be that instant kind. It's got to be the cook and serve because of how it is actually served. See, once the toast is done, you butter it and then you rip it up into pieces and put it in a bowl. And then you pour the hot pudding all over the toast. Not drowning it, but enough to cover it. And then you just enjoy it. As I said, don't knock it till you try it. Putting on toast is one of those traditions that my family would consider Christmas. But it really has no link to the holiday, other than having a wonderful breakfast together as a family. And so do you have any of those in your life, things that you must experience in this season, but it's not really a Christmas thing? Matt Rawl, in his book, the one that we're studying this, uh, this season, uh, especially for those of you in the small groups, uh, talks about sleigh bells and how they aren't necessarily a Christmas thing, but most songs that we hear around this time of year have Christmas bells or sleigh bells in them. Ever notice that you rarely will hear those bells any other time of the year? What are those other things that we try to kind of fit into this Christmas story that may not truly belong. We have a good way of making things fit a certain mold, the Christmas mold, I guess. But do they all point to the real reason for this season? Do, do all of our celebrations point to the birth of Jesus Christ? I would venture to say no. Sure, many of the things that we celebrate have to do with Santa and decades of traditions. And I think that we can truly say that they are Christmas celebrations. But do we have some that talk about the birth of this special child? Many of our holiday movies around this time of year focus on other parts of the holiday other than Jesus' birth. The Grinch, Year Without a Santa Claus, Christmas Vacation, It's a Wonderful Life, White Christmas, A Christmas Story, Elf, and even Die Hard are classic Christian Christmas movies, but don't mention Jesus' birth. Now, if you have a, want to have a conversation about the last one I mentioned, maybe we could do that after worship. <laughs> Yet it doesn't seem like the Christmas season if we don't watch them. We need to hear those special phrases. Maybe Christmas doesn't come from the store. Bumbles, bounce. The jelly of the month club, the gift that keeps on giving. 
you'll shoot your eye out, kid. And Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Traditions. I remember some of the other traditions growing up when Christmas came around. I know that my brothers and I always looked forward to the big book. You remember the big book? Yeah. I was about to say, many of you know what I'm talking about. It was that catalog that, that was always sent to the homes. It was Sears, big book. And then at some point, I think it changed to the wish book. We'd all circle our wishes in those catalogs hoping that Santa would be able to detect what it was that we were really looking for that year. I also remember cutting down our Christmas tree every year. The, the family would go to the Christmas tree farm for a search for the perfect tree. We'd cut it down, bring it home, light it up, and decorate it with an assortment of ornaments. Christmas morning came with my brothers and I sitting on top of the stairs at our house waiting for the command that we could all come running downstairs and see what wonders were waiting for us that that particular morning. The flurry of wrapping paper, screams of joy as toys are revealed and the ever-building mountain of paper that was in the middle of the room. These were all signs of Christmas morning. Putting on toast... Mom's Swedish fudge and eggnog all signified that this special day had arrived. But was that all it was? When you think of your traditions and your hopes and dreams for this season, what do you see? (coughs) Is it all lights and ornaments, songs and celebrations? Is it people gathering over a meal, lively conversations, football and laughter? Is there room for a new child among us? Any wonder that Mary and Joseph found no room when they came to Bethlehem? We sing the song Silent Night, but do we actually have silent nights? Or are we just running from one thing to the next and to the next? I don't know about you, but it seems like What felt like eternity as a child, waiting for Christmas to arrive, now seems like a dead sprint between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's no wonder that people keep trying to expand the season as early as possible. We want more Christmas, not less. We want more time to celebrate, yet we still force so many things into this short four weeks. The four weeks of Advent, never truly engaging what anticipation really looks like. Maybe the Grinch has it right all along. As ill-fated as his motivation is, he's trying to get rid of the things that the Who's think is Christmas. The Grinch comes down to take away the lights, the decorations, the presents, and even the roast beast What he is really doing is stripping away all kinds of distractions from what Christmas should really be. I think we all know that wonderful phrase from the story, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas doesn't come in the lights and the presents. After all, even after all of that was taken away from the who's in Whoville, Christmas still came. 
Maybe it was the Grinch that didn't go too far. Maybe it's us that have gone too far. Maybe we've gone too far away from the true message of Christmas. When we hear the message from John the Baptist that Amy read for us this morning, calling out to us, the message is one of challenge, even condemnation, but yet one of hope. These words are telling us to get back to what Jesus' birth reveals to us, that something greater is coming. Prepare for his arrival. This is Advent. Prepare. Do our traditions point to something greater? Do they point to hope, peace, joy, and love? I wonder at times whether or not the... uh, the pandemic allowed us to hit the reset button on many of our traditions. I wonder if we've been given a gift of reflection, making sure that we truly celebrate the season, anticipating the coming kingdom of God in the birth of a small infant. If we truly reflected on the nativity story, what might we have missed? What is speaking to us today? I remember somebody from my home church as we were going through one of Adam Hamilton's studies uh, and hearing about the ancient Near East, the culture from the stories that we think we know so well. This particular book disrupted her vision of her nativity set. You know, the one with Mary and Joseph, with baby Jesus in the barn, surrounded by animals, shepherds, and wise men. Then she heard about what a stable was in that culture, possibly a room in the lower level of the house, and that that the wise men didn't arrive for months, possibly years, after the birth of Jesus. She was getting more frustrated each week, and finally she spoke up and said, can we just get back to the way I have always remembered the Christmas story? She wanted to get back to what she knew, even if there was more information which might reveal a greater message to her. She wanted to be comfortable. And she wanted to be in the usual feelings. She wasn't able to hear a new revelation from God that year. Have we also shut out certain messages by holding on to customs and traditions? There's more to the story if we allow God to speak through it. Recently, I was, I was caught off guard when I heard the familiar phrase, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. For many years, it was just a given that the shepherds were out in the field, that this part of the story is one that many of us have memorized and maybe even heard about it through the voice of Linus. But the shepherds, were just minding their own business, going about their daily lives when they were interrupted by the angel, the messenger from God. Of course, they listened to the angel, especially with the incredible news that they were sharing, but they allowed the holy interruption in their lives. God does the same with us. We travel our lives, especially in this season of Christmas, and we're interrupted. 
The question becomes whether we are truly listening to the message or if we just rush past it because there's so much more to do right now. There's so much more going on. Can you sense the deeper meaning to this season of Advent? Are you watching and listening close enough? Maybe we need a Grinch to come into our lives today and to strip away all of that other stuff. Maybe just for a day so that we can notice the stillness and the depth of this story. There is so much more to the story. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet, ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means something a little bit more? God's story is one that is filled with messages for us. Are you listening closely? Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, thank you for a message of slowing down, of stripping away all of the other stuff that is going on so that we can truly hear you speak. God, this nativity story, this Christmas story is so important. And it is one that we need to completely understand. And so God, speak to us the messages that you have for us, those, those deeper meanings, the ones that sometimes we rush past. Speak to us in the midst of this season. In Jesus' name, amen. And so as we get ready now to go forth from this place, uh, go next door, enjoy some coffee, some refreshments, and some conversations with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Also encourage you to take a few pictures by our Grinch photo booth and share those with, uh, so share those in your social media accounts, share those with your friends uh, and invite them to come. Uh, and yes, we do have one more, we got another gift for you this week. So everyone stop on your way out and pick up uh, as we talk about some of the stresses of the season that come. There's a little Grinch stress ball back there that you can take with you. And so make sure you pick one of those up on your way out. But go, knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.